Good morning, radio family, and welcome another weekend edition of Community Focus. Great conversation gets again underway here on our Odyssey stations. Wonderful members of our Community Focus family. Of course, that includes you, those who tune in each and every weekend here to our public affairs program and our great continued conversation on the Workforce Development Podcast. Our good friend Joel Leonard returns. Joel, always good to hear your voice my friend, and it's always good because you bring new family members to this public affairs program. And I thank you because we have another wonderful opportunity to continue to stress the importance that we have a continued serious maintenance crisis and the help that you have provided to the community. I can't thank you enough. In our 20 plus year relationship, you have really fought hard to get the word out about the importance not only of just the workforce development as a whole, but especially with with our young ones and being such a strong advocate of really steering our young people in the right direction with a career path in, in a field that typically most of these young kids, they think about sports, they think about music. Maintenance is at the bottom of the list, and for some it's non-existent. It, it's just something they don't think about at all. But thank you for really retraining our brains to understand the importance, especially with the influx of new workforce development jobs that have been coming to the area. How have you been with all of that said? Welcome to the show. Oh, it's been a wonderful summer. I tell you, I have uh, really been blessed to set up with this new truck and trailer and really getting an opportunity to work with more kids and Mm -hmm. taking the education to them. Davidson County Schools engaged me to work with all of their middle schools. And uh, and then also I did a a couple of projects for a group at an inner city church. And uh, we've got them on the program this morning. Uh, We have Stephen Matthews and Cameo Parts of Punch for Pounds Kids. Good morning, guys. A tremendous group. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Well, thank you, Joel. You always bring new family to the program, like I said, so I really appreciate it. So, Joel, I'm I'm basically going to hand the floor to you because you have a couple of questions for both Stephen and Cameo, and I want to thank both of you. And Cameo, that is with a K, not to be confused with the R&B group many of us know as Cameo <laughs> with a C. So <laughs> just for clarification Absolutely. purposes. Wonderful. We're so glad to have both of you as the newest members of our community focused family. And of course, uh, Stephen and Cameo, that is such a short lived title. Joel can tell you that in the 20 plus year relationship that we've had when you're on this program, you immediately become family the minute I say good morning or hello to you. And then you're empowered to go help the community That's even right. more. Exactly. Show the word, get you more resources. And get people calling you in the middle of the night to help you out. (laughs) And please know, too, ahead of time that, you know, once you become family, you stay that way. And, Joel, you can attest to this because I'm not the type of person to have one-and-done guests on this program. So the door is always open. Well, we will, this particular group, we want back because they are fighting the good fight in the trenches. Yeah, in the projects, in the areas where there's a lot of poverty, where there's areas where there's a lot of doubt and confusion, where there's areas where they 
are uh, not to, in reaching their potential. These folks are in there working with these kids, working with their parents, working with the churches, and they're uh, they're keeping these kids on a pathway that uh, uh, that is prosperous, not down these other uh, distractions that right. lead to lead to a lot less uh, um, valuable options. So, uh, so or valuable outcomes. So anyway, Stephen, uh, tell us what. Why did you come up with this concept of mm-hmm. punch for pound kids? What is it? What is it? What does it do? And how exactly. do you serve the community? Wow. So, great question, Joe. Um, I, I think I, I want to start off where I became a professional boxer. I had an opportunity to travel um, to Columbus, Ohio, and see what the Midwest looks like. Mm-hmm. And what I was able to recognize is that boxing was a sport that. A, it brought families and communities together. I remember walking in the gym for boxing rings, grandmas, granddaddies, uncles in Cincinnati. And so when I came back to North Carolina, I wanted to implement that, bringing boxing to a, to a community that needs uh, pride and unity and, and levels of discipline and structure. And so um, coming from those communities, Joe, of unbalanced homes, missing father figures mm-hmm. that's how i was brought up and so um i thought it'd be an awesome way to kind of be a part of our community solutions versus the problem and let's see how we can close some of these gaps and, and that was pretty much the birth of punch for pound kids but what we've been able to do in, in five years is evolve from an idea evolve from just teaching youth how to the arts of boxing and, and mentoring and now going into the opportunity of providing job opportunities closing employment gaps um, hiring, sending individuals to school inside of uh, our next-gen partnership where they get a quick career path, six-month certifications. And so we understood that we can work with youth. And we understood that mentoring is highly important and can be effective. But if we send these kids back to homes that um, are still unbalanced in certain areas, then we're kind of working against ourselves. And so Camier and I have just diligently worked the last year to to get inside a workforce to get inside of apprenticeship and, and, and meet individuals like yourself, Joe, who can help our communities be ready for the next, uh, where we have the vacuum jobs, as you call it, where um, these major corporations are coming in and it's going to provide openings. And so how can we get our community ready for those openings? Fantastic. Mm-hmm. And Cameo, I know you have a workforce development focus and background. Uh, tell us about some of the initiatives and things that you're trying to, to inculcate. Uh, thank you, Joe. So, yes, my background is workforce development and uh, community relations. And so what that looks like for us, I think began, last year we began, Stephen and I, hosting job fairs, right? Mm-hmm. We saw that there was this um, need for something for young people to be doing. And where the community was kind of not coming out to the average job fair, we, you know, came up with a creative concept which was to combine community engagement um, with employers. And so in order for, uh, for example, we had the Peace and Prosperity um, Basketball Tournament. And in order to participate in that tournament, you had to register for the job fair, right? And so then um, we are um, kind of killing two birds with one stone, right? Because Mm -hmm. everybody loves the sport. It's going to bring out the family. But there's also resources attached to it that are very tangible, 
And so we take that approach. And what's, what is unique about Punch for Pound is that we bring service to the community. When you're talking about um, the mindset of the community that we particularly serve, they are not entering into systems. They're not coming into buildings unless it's mandated. And even in that space, um, we find that commitment to be very short-lived. And so because we build relationships at the ground level and because they see us, they become familiar with us because we have their children um, and we're in their churches and they're seeing us around the neighborhoods, there's a different level of trust and a different level of transparency that helps us really assess a family and then their skills, uh, their skill set and what their needs are. This summer, um, we'll be hosting another, we'll, we're getting ready to host another job fair, in addition to adding some job readiness training to that. Um, what I'm sure you know, Joel, about <clears throat> the employees that we have at Punch for Pound, those young men who have come through the program of Punch for Pound, they mm-hmm. come through and then they are in partnership with Next Gen, also get their job readiness training with Steven. And so this is sort of a holistic approach to not saying we're not just giving you a job. You're not just coming to learn to box, right? Boxing is hello. But we are really preparing people for the workforce through the sport of boxing. And that yeah, is such. I happen to witness some of this, and it is uh-huh. so good and to watch the kids get past. Renee, you really ought to come see them in action because this group, uh, they set up a literally a – uh, a ring outside of a church and mm-hmm. uh, the kids get in there and they mix it up and they learn all kinds of discipline, all kinds of fitness. Uh, it is really interesting to see how they, this group uh, lifts these kids up and takes them from where they are right. to where they need, they need to go. So, uh, so it's really amazing uh, uh, to see them in action. I was going to say that, you know, you wouldn't typically think of the correlation between a sport like boxing with a skill set of putting it together. But if you actually watch, and and Stephen, uh, help me out here a little bit, if you actually watch an an actual boxing match, it it does take some concentration, the type of mentality, because you've got to strategize and figure out what is your next move going to be against your opponent. And so I think that really helps develop the the minds of the young ones. What's going to be their next move in terms of their skill set? How are they going to take what they're learning and and apply it? I think that's an absolutely just a really interesting concept. And thank the two of you, because I wanted to, for, for me, if I can ask this question, what was it like? How did you hear about Joel Leonard and what he was doing in terms of the workforce development and what he was trying to do in, in really getting the word out about helping our youth find those particular skill sets? And I address this to either you, Stephen, or, or Cameo, who would ever like to answer that question. I think Cam is better suited to ask that question, answer that question. So I received the flyer um, that he was going to be, I believe, in Thomasville mm-hmm. um, from from someone that I knew. And I said, oh, this is really cool. I went ahead and sent it to Stephen because I know that Stephen is always looking to expand. Right. Um, and one of the components of what Punch for Pound does is um, engage, employ, expose. Um, and so I was like, okay, this might be something interesting. And so I believe that was the first time 
Cleveland was hosting the kickball tournament in the mm-hmm. community. I believe that was Melco Park. And so he contracted Joel to come out. And so that was the introduction for Punch for Pound and Joel. And then that was the introduction to our students, who I believe was about 50 students in participation that day, right. to come out and learn how to engrave, right? And mm-hmm. so that was the hello. And to really pique their interest in CNC, to really pique their interest in maybe something that they had not thought about, if they had some interest in design or um, all of these other avenues that you don't really get to really see beyond the initial uh, concept. Right. Really, it's about exposure. And so that is because exposure is one of the pillars that Puncher Town has, and that's in Stephen's vision. It made sense to uh, to partner with Joel and have him come along and then um, offer the opportunity to our students. Fantastic. Thank you for sharing that cameo. And and what's really cool is I've been really enjoying working with them. We, yeah. we came out uh, the last week and, and provided them a uh, – uh, actually, in the last couple of weeks, we provided a session on uh, in, the infrared camera. Right. Which is, a, you know, also known as a thermal camera. Mm-hmm. People have seen them on fires and things. And, you know, it's really neat when you show it uh, a, a white person and a black person on the thermal camera, they look the same. Right. And that's an important message that we got to get past all these divisions we have in our exactly. society, unite together right. and uh, and and work to lift each other up. Mm-hmm. And, and so uh, so that was uh, they love playing with these cameras and, and the ultrasonic sensor. I have a kid. Uh, I have them go hide this transmitter that sends out an ultrasonic uh, frequency. Mm-hmm. And you can't hear this with your ears, but you can hear it with this device. And this device, believe it or not, Renee, was used on the International Space Station to plug air leaks. Wow. And, you know, if, if you got an air leak in a space station, mm-hmm. you got a problem. You do. You seriously do. <laughs> well, listen, we... If your leak, if your air goes away. Exactly. So, exactly. I, I was going to industry, they use them to plug compressed air leaks to save energy costs. Wow. So the, these kids got it hands-on, every one of them got mm-hmm. to listen and to touch ten, uh, over $15,000 in technology uh, that day that we did that. And then and then we came, they asked me to do something creative for them, so I brought them all kinds of seashells, rocks, uh, all kinds of art supplies, and had some uh, dowel uh, gr- uh, caulking device, and it's just a heck, it's the same thing as glue. So mm. they glued all that together, and <laughs> uh, and told them, I said, hey, the the secret of success is not getting what something's originally designed for; it's making the best out of what you got, that's and true. maybe taking something that's designed for something else, but make it into something new. There you go, and. Uh, and and I got to show them this shirt that was made out of uh, uh, the 20 million water bottles that I helped uh, Flint, Michigan get collected and sent down here to Unify. I got a shirt from that that uh, was made with seven water bottles. They got to see that in action. That's fantastic. So, now, Joel, before we go to so, our first break of the morning, I just wanted to say again to welcome all of you, uh, Joel and Stephen and Cameo, a wonderful relationship between the three of you. And if I can interject with my input, Joel, first of all, are you over here reading my notes? Because as you were saying, breaking down the divide and the division, I know for, for you and me, 
you have been the most fantastic brother from another mother that a person could ever get to know. You don't meet any strangers, my friend. That is for certain. Well, it's an honor to serve you and serve this community. And again, meeting people like Cameo and, and Stephen, who, Absolutely. Again, who are making great sacrifices. Yeah. Great personal sacrifices to make their community better. Absolutely. This, what, uh, this, this area is all about, and this is what makes this country so great when people do that. And uh, that's why we need to have more people step up. And I hope uh, we can get uh, them uh, some additional resources because they need to expand what they're doing. They need to be running after school programs throughout the year, not just in the summer. Absolutely. Absolutely. Very quickly, Joe, before we go to break, is there any contact information, Stephen, or Cameo we can share with our listening audience if they want to learn more about you or may have some additional questions outside of what's being shared here? They want to learn more about Punch for Kids? Punch for Pounds. Sure. Yeah. Yes, Punch for Pound Kids. Yes, ma'am. Uh, they can visit our website, p4kids.com. Um, it's an awesome website. It allows you to sign up if you have a child interest or if you're an adult who wants to train. Uh, we also have on that website, join our team. We have a great internship pool with A&T with, as we've expanded. And now we're at High Point. We're looking to do that with High Point University, the same. Wonderful. Um, and I say that because inside of our building, we're able to create, Renee, a five-to-one mentor-mentee ratio. And so, Beautiful. you know, we have a scope that says we get to work with school age and teens. And so we provide an, a tutoring program. Then we, once they, they get a little older, that's when we get into our apprenticeship, preparing for workforce. And that's where Joel comes in. Um, to the picture, but the website is an awesome way to connect with us. We have an Instagram, P4PK, and Facebook, Punch Your Pound Kids and Punch Your Pound Inc. Excellent. And you are listening to the weekend edition of Community Focus. We'll be back after this break. It's the weekend edition of Community Focus, heard on our Odyssey stations. Fine company as always. Thank you, Radio Family, and thanks to members of our Community Focus family. We do continue in our wonderful discussion. Joel Leonard joining me, Renee Vaughn along with the Workforce Development Podcast that is heard here on our Odyssey stations. Joel, we continue in great conversation with Stephen Matthews and Cameo Parks, the Punch for Pounds Kids. This is an excellent program. Do you mind, guys, giving me or giving our radio family a a recap? Because we've been talking a little bit earlier about what this wonderful organization does with our young people in the community. Definitely. Um, I want to say this. Our organization, we have a focus on empowering school-aged teens, young adults, and their families that are lacking resources in, in, in different capacities. And so our scope says that we want to be a part of student income readiness where a child is ready for pre-K. We want to make sure our school age are prepared for EOG. We also want to make sure our teens are graduating. And for those who aren't ready for higher learning, let's get them prepared for higher trade. And that's where the apprenticeship, that's where the job readiness and our ability to make strategic partnerships to create pipelines to bring resources to these communities. That's where our program organization is today. Um, Punch a Pound Kids, we've been in existence for a few years now, but being able to evolve and working with the school-aged kid all the way to the adult, um, we're excited about being inside a workforce. Uh, we've been able to last year host two job fairs. We have Wonderful. one coming up this year. And so we're just doing some awesome things, Cam and I, with building great relationships with with the higher-ups, we like to say, so that we can create these pipelines that funnel resources down to the communities that need. Stephen, I love that. And I wanted to say, in listening to you make that 
beautiful and wonderful comment. I like the way you address the young ones. You called them kings, my brother. That that was that was just spot on because he calls them champs. Yeah, he calls he makes these kids feel valued. I was exactly. kidding around the other day and called one of them a troublemaker, and I got blessed out. Did and you? That was a good thing because these kids <laughs> they get that uh, they hear that from everybody. They don't yeah. have a lot of people in their corner. No, they don't. And, they don't. And, and, and Cameo and Stephen are in their corner, making sure the world knows that these kids are doing more than what the uh, the rest of the world thinks they can. Absolutely, because they are champions. They are kings. They are queens. Our young people. It just amazes me with the skill set and the talent. And it seems to really increase with every incoming generation. You know, the generation with with us, we've done some incredible things, but the future and upcoming generation, especially with technology and the way that it is, the way that we are seeing workforce development as a whole change and grow and to know that these companies are coming right here to the Piedmont Triad, these kids no longer have to go, not to say it's a bad thing to go out way out on the West Coast or to go to New York or to go to some of these other bigger cities, but these bigger companies are coming to places like Thomasville. They want to come to places like High Point. They want to come to these cities that typically people are like, either one, they've never heard of it, or they think because it's in some small little hick town that it's not going to produce the skill set and the mindset. You know, because some of the brightest individuals, and this is just my personal opinion, come from small towns. They come from humble oh, yeah. beginnings. They don't come with a spoon, a silver spoon in their mouths. Some of them had to work really hard and really struggle. Some are the very first ones in their families to go to an institution of higher learning because either they couldn't afford to go to college or whatever the family dynamic or situation will be. And it just goes to show that you should never have the type of spirit that says, I want to give up. And I see that with this generation of kids. They don't want to give up, but the thing is, they just need that push from the right group of people. And I see that, Stephen, with you and Cameo and Joel. I see it with you. And I just can't thank you guys enough because when I listen to radio families such as yourselves and what you're doing to encourage our kids, it just makes me think, man, where were you guys when I was coming up? Even though I had people yeah. that encouraged me, it's nice to know that this generation of young people we want them to know we have people in your corner. We want to help right. you. Right. The thing is, well, yes. If I can intervene, Miss Renee, go ahead, Kim. I'm sorry. I was going to say, can I just share? Um, after the we were on the news, Stephen and the young people were on the news. I mm -hmm. think last week or the week prior to. And a mom came up to us um, in the community and said, I, she was in tears, and she hugged Stephen, and she said, I am so proud. She said, my son was on TV, and it was not because he was murdered. He did not murder anyone else, and he was not in trouble. Right. But he was being recognized for being a good kid. Yeah. 
And we just all kind of stopped because I think we do what we do with love and we're just kind of excited that the kids are excited and we're plowing through and we want to see people get to work and we want to see people be empowered. But I don't think we rest with the fact that we're really affecting one life at a time. And Mm -hmm. for her, it was really, really meaningful. Yeah. Right. That was a that was very real for her coming out of where they come from, where they live, and, and what her other sons have experienced. And so I just wanted to take a minute Thank and share that. that with you all. Absolutely. Well, Thank that's you. That's exactly where I was going to go with it, because Miss Renee, Joe, he kind of alluded to earlier, we make it a focus to go inside of communities that most entities don't have relationships with to right. connect them to resources. And that's Absolutely. the gap that we close. Being able to be a universal communicator and being able to go into uh, communities that might have different levels of activity, ranging mm-hmm. from drugs and gangs, I'm able to go into those communities and build relationships. And, and that's the most important component because once the relationship is built, now we're able to assess. But as Cameo said, it has to start with love. Absolutely. I've learned that a kid or anyone won't care about what you care about if they don't know you love them first. And so that's where. Our, our unique uh, attraction is, is building very solid relationships with youth and communities who lack A, B, and C. Um, poverty is big. Poverty is business. Mm-hmm. Poverty breeds crime. Poverty does a lot. And so um, I don't want to point the finger at any one entity or any person, but I just want to make sure it's understood that it is important for us to get inside the communities and build relationships where they do not have the resources necessary. Um, it's not, it's not a situation where we're making excuses, but they have a term called intergenerational poverty. Mm -hmm. I'm 38. That means that these families are in poverty for decades, great grandma, grandma, you know, so how do we begin to pull some of those out? And I just want to make sure that, you know, I kind of get that point out that, Coming into communities and trying to build programming, it takes relationships with the next gens and the NC Works and, and the other, the council, to understand that that has to be important. Um, and so I don't want to babble too much, Ms. Renee, but I do Not want to make it, you know, a clear point to say that these communities who are suffering from gang violence, it's shootings happening every day in High Point. Literally, where I'm sitting at right now at this church, inside of these, these four next streets around me mm-hmm. in Greensboro, the same. And so I know we're having a great conversation about workforce, but before we can even get some of these young adults or teens to an idea of workforce, we have to really go into understanding what are their needs right now. Do they have housing? Do they have clothing? Are they, you know, where are they at academically? Um, right. We have a couple of, uh, we have a, uh, an employee that's coming to our program through next gen, and he's about to begin his GED process. And there's a lot of those young adults out here that's 21 and 22 that won't even get a chance to be inside of the workforce the way we're discussing because they're still missing the GED part of the high school diploma part. And so that's where Punch for Pound Kids works at its best is getting to that community and to those families who aren't able to connect to resources and making sure that we empower those. And that's why I so appreciate you, Stephen, and Cameo for what you're doing because that says to me there are a lot of young people and perhaps some listening to this weekend edition of Community Focus. It's not for their lack of trying. It's, they just don't know how to access those resources that are available for them. You've got a lot of young people that want to have that and actually do have that work ethic. They just don't know exactly how to apply it because they they don't know how or who to turn to, like you said. 
where the, the importance of the love, because the love turns into the trust, the trust turns into a bond. And from that bond, you develop lasting relationships, which I'm sure for the two of you has been the greatest joy since you created Punch for Pounds Kids is to see where these kids come from where they start to where they progress to where they go on to be what it was that you knew that they could be, but they just weren't quite sure of themselves. They just needed that push. They just needed that assistance. They needed that help. And please let me add a little bit to this. Uh, sure. I, you know, when I go to the, when I go do my programs, I go around and kind of do a poll and ask the kids what they want to be. Right. And, you know, and I get a mixture of answers. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what blew me away when I was working with these particular groups is everyone of them wanted to be an entertainer or an athlete. And they didn't even know about any of the manufacturing jobs. They didn't know about any of it. And it was kind of like an intervention. They didn't want to hear from me at the beginning of the session because I was telling them something different than they ever heard of before. Mm -hmm. And they didn't really know the value of it. And then once they got to play with the equipment and get hands-on experience with it and see how powerful these technologies are, then they started realizing the potential of it. And now... When I go in there, they're ready to learn. They're exactly. ready to explore. And we just got Punch for Pounds will be building. The kids will actually be putting together their own 3D printer. Wow. As opposed to going and buying it, yeah. the kids will actually have to put it together. And if it breaks, they'll know how to put it I back see. together. I'll tell you this. He, he, he hit on something that I was going to speak on, which mm-hmm. is just that, 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 that exposure. Right. I dropped out of high school at 16, Mr. May. I'm in the Army at 17. I'm in Iraq at 19. And so going from that to professional boxing, this is how how I was able to see the world and see more than just Greensboro, more than just High Point. Mm -hmm. I was exposed to it's more out there than just what we know. And so that's what we ultimately want to do with these kids, Mm -hmm. um, expose them to more than just, like he said, recreation or entertainment. Um, it's way it's, it's a thousand ways that they can be productive citizens, exactly. have thriving lives and thriving jobs, and that's where it starts now. From from my experience, you know, our elementary kids are inside of a whole world by themselves, from stealing cars to whatever you can think of. And so, how do we get to them in a preventive measure? Mm-hmm. But from a workforce development standpoint. Cameo and I started an E4 program, Engage, Expose, Educate, and Empower, which is the apprenticeship side of exposing them to carpentry, exposing them to manufacturing, exposing them to STEM. And so we can kind of make that their normal, not BET or MTV, if that makes sense, Ms. Renee. Oh, absolutely. I, look, I grew up on both, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, just coming from these communities, yeah. I, I didn't know anything other than, like, being a basketball player. Right. Uh, and I wanted to be a math teacher. Mm-hmm. I would have never I thought I would have got to this point. But just knowing what it is to come from an unbalanced home, not having a male right. presence, knowing what you when, when poverty says you can't participate in all the extra activities like sports of this. And so it's not it's not by coincidence that our communities, youth and young adults are programmed to move certain ways. And this is where we come in and, uh, as a deterrent, as an intervention and say, OK, we want to bring love programming. But how do we get them ready? for that next corporation that's going to come. Absolutely, so Stephen. And thank you for that, because I'm thinking, too, and, and to use as, 
I guess, an example or an illustration because with our generation of kids, and for me it was, and using sports as an example, for for most of us, uh, between the four of us, of course, most people know about, um, speaking of sporting greats, such as Michael Jordan, and to bring it a little more current with with our generation Xers, LeBron James, two outstanding athletes in their own right but also two very astute businessmen. And that's the thing. It's more than just the sports because you're not going to be playing or bouncing a ball for your entire life. There comes the flip side. What happens if you have an injury? How do you take care of yourself? How do you take care of your family financially if by means of your, your body can no longer play that particular sport, but you still have your mindset, you still have that way with which you need to learn the business side that can be applied to music as well musicians you know the most money comes from actually writing the lyrics to a song as opposed to being on stage and performing it that's that's where you know and i think that's the thing about it a lot of the kids don't know what really goes on behind the scenes with a lot of these major athletes and singers, mm-hmm. they work hard and they have to know the business side of things because if not, you're going to be easily taken advantage of by these big companies and corporations. Mm-hmm. They know the ins and outs. Why shouldn't you? You're the talent. You're the one that's giving exactly what is is the representation of the company. So why shouldn't you learn the ins and outs of the business side just like the corporate heads do? That's just me. And, and let me, can I give an example sure. of what happened in one of my programs? So I had these kids doing their innovation projects and they were making things. And then one of them uh, was actually uh, uh, had, a, he saw my phone uh, boomerang, mm-hmm. and he wanted to go throw it. So I let him go throw it, but I didn't have time to train him. I walked back outside, and, and he was on YouTube and learned how to learned how to throw it by watching on YouTube. Wow. <laughs> he figured it out. So these, these kids are resourceful, and there's Absolutely. a whole bunch of resources that are out there that aren't uh, wasn't there when we were growing up. We didn't have YouTube. This is true. And so. And so the, 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 through the punk for pound kids, by the way, before we forget, what's, how do we get, uh, if people listening, how do they help you, Stephen? How do, how can they, uh, get in touch with you? Exactly. Well, they can get in touch with us, uh, on our website, c4kids.com, the letter P, the number four, kids, K-I-D-S.com. Uh, we have opportunities to sign up. We have opportunities to join the team, whether volunteer or internship. Um, we do some hiring. We actually have a couple of positions open here at High Point. Um, and they can donate on the website as well. Excellent. Always. When, when we, so I'm glad you kind of went into the business side, Mr. Renee, because mm-hmm. Our Kids has been a for-profit. And so I had an opportunity to learn from some mentors, and I made a decision to stay for-profit. Right. I've learned that being for-profit, it, it, you know, is business as non-profit, but We've now been able to begin to build solid relationships with nonprofits as physical sponsors to go into communities Great. and bring out programs and services. Great. Um, the business side is very important. Exactly. Uh, for me, I'm always preaching the narrative. Information is worth currency. Mm-hmm. And, and, if I'm, and if I'm with a certain amount of kids or a certain type of kid, information is worth the bag. And so let's focus on 
reading and learning and Absolutely. understanding contracts and right and exactly exactly and, and our kids our kids are very good at it they might not understand all of the terminologies right. they might say re-up instead of saying restock mm-hmm. but if we can go ahead and bring them over across the bridge i believe that we have some very talented i know we have very talented uh how high potential kids and yeah. I it's about taking the time to teach and practice that. But uh the business is very important. Um I always preach that mission made that information is worth the currency. Beautifully said my brother and thank you for that. Now listen, I don't want Joel to leave you out because not only do we have this wonderful news about Punch for Pounds kids with creators Stephen Matthews and Cameo Parks, but let's talk a little bit about what you're going to be teaching, something called a summer manufacturing camp for Project Potential in your former high school of Lexington Senior High? Yeah, so I'm going to do what I've been doing for Stephen and Cameo, but do it at the place where I actually got inspired uh, to pursue higher education and things down in high school 40 years ago. Wow. <laughs> and through a group that's helping nonprofit, it's a nonprofit group that helps underserved communities within Lexington. And and so this afternoon, I'll be working with several kids, and then we'll be coming back with a bunch more and we'll be teaching some of the same things the kid, uh, the Stevens kids and Cameo's kids got exposed to. Nice. And to get them that edge. What I call what I do, I call it the edge because if they learn what I'm doing and get a hunger for it and want to learn more and then go to the community college, because you can literally go, I don't know if people know this, but they, if you're in high school, you can take classes at the community college and get a two year degree for free. Wow. While you're in high school. So nice. the kids need to realize that they want to get these manufacturing jobs. They need to take some of these manufacturing classes that they have at the community college while they're in high school because they can mm-hmm. get them for free. And so I want to get these kids at the high school now and get them excited about getting into the machining program because I don't know if you know this, but there's like six community colleges here. Every machining class student, before they're even done, gets job offers just because they're in the machining class. And so if they can just pursue that direction, they will have all kinds of options. And CNC, as is, Cameo is mentioned, that's the core thing of what I tried to focus on because they're so, there's going to be so much need for people to know how to run those machines. Absolutely. Because those provide precision parts. And when you're building a supersonic aircraft, you can't have stuff being measured by hand. It needs to be measured by machines. Right. So, because so, you don't want the parts to have different shapes and different configurations. Uh, I, when I worked at Thomasville, we used to handle the, uh, uh, the handmade Jamaican bedpost. And I thought they were beautiful. But when you try to put them together because they were made by a whole bunch of Jamaicans by hand, right? each one of them had a different definition as what a quarter inch was. <laughs> so it was a devil of a time trying to piece them together. Imagine if you're doing that on an airplane. Imagine yeah. if you're doing that in a uh, a car. you got to have everything to be precise and measured correctly. And that's why machinists are so much in demand, because the machines actually can do it. You need people to run those machines to make sure they work right. Absolutely. And to maintain them, they got to have people to maintain and fix it. That's true. So so that that's a key element. And so, yeah, I am honored uh, to support this whole area and, and its quest to, to take on the mega boom jobs, as we're calling them, the mega sites and the boom jobs and the new core jobs and 
and all these other manufacturing jobs that will be here in two to three years. We've got to get this pipeline. There's literally people can work their way out of poverty. They just need to know how. And people like Cameo and uh, and Stephen with Punts for Pound Kids and all the other folks that are stepping up in our region, they need help. And that's why we need to make sure people reach out to uh, them. And, and by the way, there's a brand new facilities director at Winston-Salem State. And I talked to him this morning. He doesn't have all his information. So anybody that wants to work for Winston-Salem State, the facility management sector, uh, send me your resume at joelskilltv at gmail.com or get Renee to send it to me. And I will make sure you get connected. Absolutely. We need to get more people working. And uh, Winston-Salem State's a great institution, and this new facilities director is a former athletic director, and he believes in tech leads, turning athletes into tech technicians. I love so it. you got to build more. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I have loved this conversation that I've had with the three of you. Talk about getting the word out. I couldn't be happier to continue, Joel, in our partnership and with the Workforce Development Podcast. I really thank you that we continue to see our community focus family grow. Stephen Matthews and Cameo Parks, what can I say? I just am looking forward to hearing more, if not wonderful things, about the Punch for Pounds Kids program. And just looking forward to to hearing about the wonderful things with our young people that are taking place. So please, when I say keep up the good work, keep up the good work. And with me, there are no goodbyes. So the door is always open, Stephen, in Cameo. So I would love to have you back on a future program. The same with you, Joe Leonard. And of course, Radio Family, thank you for the great things you're doing in our communities as well. Please keep up the great work as we do bring to a close another great conversation here on the weekend edition of Community Focus. Until that next time, please stay safe.